Welcome to the Four Wards Podcast. <laughs> hey, what's up? It's Eric Bra, voice of Draven, Jerks, and Velkaz. And you're listening to the Four Wards Podcast, here to help you move forward and lead. Hello and welcome to episode 411 of the Four Wards podcast. I'm your host, as usual, I'm Jack Soman, and I've got with me three other wards to help you move forward in League of Legends. Crush, who's here? Hey, you forgot the title. I forgot the title. We both forgot the title. It's fine. <laughs> yep, which means you don't get it. Damn it. We've also got Slushy Otter. Twitch.tv slash Jack Soman. <laughs> True, I am actually streaming the podcast live for <laughs> I once. know, that's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last but not least, Free Shooter's back this week because we're recording on a day he doesn't work again. Yay, twitch.tv slash Free Shooter as the one person currently not streaming this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> True. But I'm, I'm building a, a new computer, so I'll actually be able to start streaming again. That'll Woo-hoo. be good. I'm just a trendsetter. Yeah, so, uh, I started it and everybody else had to jump on the bandwagon. It's fine. It, it, hey, it, hey, 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 hey. I was streaming first, I think. Not when the podcast. did you start streaming? Not the podcast. He, not the podcast. He was streaming the I podcast. I was on the podcast on at the time. That's what I meant. As soon as I joined the podcast, oh, yeah, you we started streaming, streaming yeah, it. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, guys, we are the Four Words Podcast. We are literally always this off the rails. But if you want to check out our other episodes, go ahead on over to trinityforcenetwork.com. All of our past episodes are on there, and so are the other shows on the network, like The League Rundown, which, now that it's off-season, will be just as off the rails as this show is, and uh, the Trinity Force podcast, which I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, we- yeah, does do any of us pay attention to the proper? Nope. I still have it subscribed to, I think. And I do too, but I don't, I don't think they've... I've listened to it in like three, four years. I don't know if we're we're not the target audience for it. It's no. fine. No. So... You'll also find the link to our Discord on there, or you can find the link in the episode description. Come join the Discord, come hang out, come play games, it's a great time. It's the end of the year, so come join and talk about uh, what your game of the year was in the General Games channel. Yeah, I played actually uh, an in-house 5v5 with uh, a bunch of listeners this week. It was a lot of fun. Nice. If you're listening, thanks for the game. I actually finished a video game this year. I usually don't. I'm really bad at finishing Shit, I don't know games. if I have. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is this is a topic we can discuss when we're not on a patch episode. Yes. Because we're going to yeah. have a couple yes. of episodes of downtime. Because this is the last patch of the year. Oh, really? Oh. I didn't even realize that. And it's this shit? Yeah, they don't... They'll do, they'll do a B patch. Okay. Oh, they'll I know, do a B patch. I know we're still okay. in the plugs, but to set the stage, this is the beginning of December. There will be a B patch that is very minor numeric only changes in two to three weeks and there will not be a patch until january that is how they have done it every single year because riot takes the christmas holiday off yes they should i don't blame them they should right but as a player you need to be aware that the patch schedule gets fucky wucky this time of year i keep forgetting it's december this i'll be honest true. all right let's finish the goddamn plugs if you want to no. support the network head on over to patreon.com slash network will get you first dibs on any planned tournaments. You'll get an email ahead of everyone else with information on how to sign up. Now, we do stream on Twitch. 
As has been said, I stream at twitch.tv slash jacksoman, where I got demoted out of Emerald, so you get to watch me climb back up before Path uh-huh. of Exile launches. <laughs> yeah, Riot hates the shit out of me still. My curse has never been broken. I, no. I just thought it had. Crush streams at twitch.tv slash crush you. Yep. Slushy streams at twitch.tv slash slushyotter, and she's on TikTok at slushyotter. And Free Shooter can be found at twitch.tv slash free shooter with three E's in free. Hypothetically. Yes. Uh, last but not least, listeners, we did get a question this week, so I'm not going to shame you, but we need more. Send your questions to four wards at trinityforcepodcast.com so that we can answer your questions on the show. All right. Finally, through the plugs. So, again, this is patch 1324. It is a patch week. We got a couple of things to mention up top before we start covering what we want to talk about in the patch. Uh, Clash ARAM is this weekend. If that is something that interests you, and it should, because Clash is a blast and Clash ARAM is just the right amount of, like, goofy, fun, not overly serious, but still more serious than actual ARAMs. Um, it's a great time. So play ARAM Clash, find a group, join the Discord so you can find a group. Uh, also, typical warning, Huey is out in this patch. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Maybe I think so. Uh, we don't know anything about him yet. Like, we haven't gotten to play him. He's not even live as of when we're recording this. He will be live tomorrow. So, even though, yes, he is out by the time you're hearing this, we can't provide any input yet. If we've gotten chances to play with and against him, we'll cover him next week. Otherwise, it'll be the week after. Also, heads up. I mentioned last week when the ranked season ends. They changed their minds. The ranked season now ends the end of January 9th, 2024. Which it ends on my sister's birthday? Well, shit. Which is like six days later than it was. Yeah, I know. Um, Why they've pushed back the end of ranked, I have no idea. But So yeah, something to be aware of. That is your deadline to reach your goals is January 9th, the end of the day. All right wants to kick us off on actually highlighting patch changes i can do it so i'm actually my first change is going to be a system change um which is they've added a toggle because this is i think currently not consistent across champions um it is not nope so uh they've added a toggle to change how champions cast their ability when you try and cast beyond your max range so, uh, you can now make it so it will always, if your cursor is beyond your max ability range and you press the ability, it will just fire the ability to its maximum edge. You won't, as opposed to, um, current behavior on a lot of champions is you'll walk to the max range and then, or walk until where your cursor was is the max range and then fire the ability. And to be clear, there are lots of abilities that already just fire. Do that. So, yep. so the way that I think it's currently separated is if it's an ability that places itself on the ground, such as Syndra Q, Lux E, or Brand W, then you walk to the target. Mm-hmm. But if it's a ability that just fires in a line or a cone or anything like that, it'll just fire it. Yep. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. That, that is my understanding. And this change should allow you yes. to just set the behavior to be consistent across everything if you want. I like it. I do as well. 
All right. I'm gonna go next then, because I got two changes to highlight that are very minor in the grand scheme of things, but I think they are good changes. First of all is Gragas, for whatever reason, his passive did not scale other than the fact that it's a healing of percent health with levels at all. So they fixed that. Um, now, as you level up from level 1 to level 16, the cooldown of his happy hour passive will scale from 12 to 6 seconds at max when you're at level 16. Um, which means he gets a lot more passive healing throughout fighting. Um, without him having the early game sustain that got his cooldown nerfed to 12 seconds in the first place. Because halfway through the year, this used to be an 8 second cooldown at all levels. So that's cool. I think that's the right way to buff Gragas because he doesn't need more damage. AP Gragas is already basically the only way he gets played. Giving him more sustain instead, I think, is the right way to buff him if he's underperforming. Yep. And this is one of those that I like it. Instead of just like scaling linearly every level, it's just at like the ultimate levels. So it just goes down at 6, 11, 16. Yep. So the other champion I want to highlight is Mordekaiser. They buffed the AP ratio on his Q by 10% to make it feel a little better when you want to go kill people Mordekaiser instead of tank Mordekaiser. Um, which I appreciate because that is the more fun version of Mordekaiser. But the big change for Mordekaiser is a quality of life for Mordekaiser that his opponents weren't really able to capitalize on how frustrating it was. So, as of now, when this patch goes live... Mordekaiser ult will reveal the target when he casts it until the death realm is actually, until they're actually placed in the death realm. This prevents the case where you would start to ult someone and they would flash or walk into a bush and your ult would fizzle and go on cooldown. This is a That's, good change. Yep, that is a good change. Yeah. They did the same thing a while back with Caitlyn's ult. Um, there's a few other abilities that have had changes like this. Mordekaiser now functions the way it should of you cast the ability on the person yes there's a delay but it still goes off yeah yeah i i, I believe you about caitlin's ult but i'm sure that was changed so long ago that i don't remember it was it many did. years ago yeah I'm like it, this is like a i season believe four you but... five change. <laughs> yeah like i would have been happy even if they did the like caitlin ult thing of if they break line of sight it just puts it on like a three second cooldown instead of a full cooldown, but I think this is honestly just the better way to do it, of like, you walked yeah. in range of the Mordekaiser, have fun in yeah. his playpen. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, he needs to be balanced around, like, his actual stats and not a jank interaction. Yeah. Yeah, this has no place. This, like, if you are the player being put in Death Realm, I guarantee you never noticed this before. Yep. If you're the Mordekaiser, this is incredibly frustrating, and I'm glad they fixed it. Mm -hmm. yep, it this is a quality of life buff that only affects the players playing Mordekaiser. Nobody else is going to notice it, so 10 out of 10. Bring it in. Yep. The, uh, they do em emphasize in the uh, description of this patch change that once you're in the death realm, there is no functional difference. It's just the reliability of actually getting put in the death realm. Yes. You can still yeah. hide in bushes when you're in the death realm to avoid being seen by Mordekaiser and try to wait out the spell. Okay, so this is why I don't remember... Oh my god. It was forever <laughs> ago. Literally forever ago. Version 1.0.0.109 okay, now provides fair, vision of I the target for the duration. Season 2? 
And thus is not canceled when Caitlyn loses line of sight. It's season one? There's no patches changes so. before 108, so that's when she was added to the game. I don't know. Was that in season two? But there was a change a little later on where it gave sight as soon as you clicked instead of point twenty five seconds after. I'm pretty sure that's the one you're talking about, and that was that is like, the one I'm talking about because it used to happen for Caitlyn where you would ult someone and then drop vision of them, and your ult would just fizzle. That one was five point eleven, so that's eight years ago. Okay, so, season yeah, five. I was a right. Long time. <laughs> so yeah, still good change. God damn, I've been playing this game for too long. <laughs> you and me both. Same, um, and I haven't. Had- been playing as long because I was playing in season five. I was playing in season three. Damn. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go next? I'll take it real quick because I got a quick one and then a slightly longer one. They've buffed Lucian. Um, technically. <laughs> so they buffed his E Relentless Pursuit. They buffed specifically the cooldown on it because I think that's basically all you can change on it because I guess dash you can distance, change the distance. Dash speed. <laughs> Yeah, not a, no. Not a lot. It's the cooldown. The cooldown. No. It was 22, scaling down to 14. Now it's 19. I'm sorry, scaling 22 to 14 it was. Now it is scaling 19 to 14. So... I like this change. It's okay. Like, I don't yeah, know if it'll it, be that much of a buff, but it's it's okay. It's typically your second uh, max, right? So It is, yes. Yeah. And like... At level this, one, that's a meaningful buff. Three seconds off. What this does Especially is... Especially because at level one, you're not spell slinging as consistently. You're not going to be getting the uh, cooldown reduction from your passive on mm-hmm. the E quite as <clears throat> consistently. So having that early game be a little bit more reliable with that, I think is a really good change. This gives him... This closes the windows to punish him and also makes him able to take the quick trades um, more often. Uh, yeah, it, it it boosts the uptime of when he can kill you and makes it more reliable that he can kill you um, early game, which is, you know, kind of the entire point of him. He needs it. He needs it right he now. Does. Yeah, Desperately. This is true. He is, he is very weak. Especially now that Lucian Nami is not nearly as strong as it used to be, because that's why he was kind of kept down. Yep. They're tentatively sprinkling in a couple buffs just to be like, okay, here, you can have you can have a single Skittle, <laughs> but no sugar rush for you. Yep. yep. Uh, the other... No, said other... he gets a winter rush or whatever it's called. What? The winter blood skin. That too! They're also just <laughs> buffing him so that he's playable so that people will buy the skin, which, you know what, fair. I might buy both that and the that's, Senna skin. That's actually not a bad-looking Lucian skin. Oh, there yeah, is a Senna I skin want too. it. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and of course they did thrash at the same time. Of course. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of want all three. <laughs> uh, also, Hecarim and Thresh both getting, like, Scythe uh, Winterblast skins looks great here. I love it. I I am a stone, and they cannot get me to buy skins. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, the other one I want to talk about is Leona. Um, her... She got two buffs. Um, one to her tankiness. On her Eclipse, her W, so when it's up, it used to give bonus armor 20 scaling to 40 with an extra 20% whatever your bonus armor was. Now it just scales from 20 to 50, still gives you the plus 20% bonus armor. Just a little bit more uh, tankiness. This is specifically useful for her because this is her first max, so uh, that's very useful early game. 
It also gives... Uh, they did the same thing for Magic Resistance as well, from 20 to 40, and now it's 20 to 50. I, I want to point out, in their description of the patch, they say they're targeting her R damage and late-game W resistances. And I'm like, late-game? It's her first max. Yeah, this is this is level seven. Mid game. Yes, mid game. Um. Uh, all game, all game, all, all game. game. Level <laughs> seven may as well be late game for a support. True. Uh, that, you know what? That all is right. a fair point. Right. <laughs> um, watch out, Jungle Leona. Uh, anyway, uh, other thing that they changed with her was her ultimate damage. Uh, it went was scaling one hundred to two fifty. Now it's scaling one fifty to three hundred. They just added 50 damage at all up ranks. Oh. Now, to be fair, I did just play a game, I think it was yesterday, I was in Aram, and I ulted somebody and they lived at 17 health, so this would have killed them. <laughs> so, True. you know, useful buffs, I guess. And her, her um, R is actually a hard skill shot to hit, so having it do more damage is fine. Yeah. Yep. For the record, if you are going to play Leona Jungle, please, for the love of God, do not... <laughs> Rush Thornmail. Yeah. That is all. So okay, so Leona Jungle is not good. Don't do it. It was good very briefly when Ravnus Hydra gave Omnivamp because uh, Leona's skills did do magic damage, and with Omnivamp she clears the jungle quickly and doesn't take damage doing it. Without Omnivamp, she takes damage doing it. <laughs> Quite a lot. So, Leona Jungle is not good. Don't play it. Well, that's why I need the Thornmail to counteract the damage. No! Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> Sunfire, y'all. Sunfire. Divine Sunder. Both. <laughs> Both is good. Both is good. Um, I definitely didn't just go and purchase RP to get those skins when they come out. <laughs> Anyway, I think it's your turn now, Slushy. Yes. <laughs> Hang on, I'm looking to see if the skins are already out. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm they're kidding. not. I know they're not. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, uh, so I'm going to touch on a lot of small changes and then one bigger change. So let's start with the smaller ones. Because of all the changes to Azir last patch, he's back. Um, basically, some small damage buffs to his soldiers because the nerfs that they gave him last time were just a little bit too much. Does this matter? I don't really think so, but he should feel a little bit better if you're not going pure on hit builds. So that's uh, anything that builds out of a lost chapter as your mythic is going to feel just that little bit better. Uh, it's base damages. Uh, assuming this is your first max, if this if you're maxing the second, stop it. Uh, but if you're maxing this first, you are going to get a little bit more damage per hit uh, from from your W. The second change I want to cover, and this one I think is more impactful, pun intended. Uh, Brahms ultimate is getting a buff, as well as his base mana regen. The point of this is to try to make him more forgiving in ranged matchups because his uh, current state of affairs, he's very good into melee matchups and very useless into ranged matchups, ironically, given his, uh, his wall. But so the minimum knockup duration on his ultimate is doubling from 0.3 seconds to 0 
And the secondary target knockup duration is, again, getting the same buff from 0.3 to 0.6. Yes, Jack. I didn't even realize that the minimum knockup duration was 0.3 seconds because, okay, <laughs> knockups do not interact with tenacity in any no. way, but tenacity cannot reduce stuns below 0.5 seconds or roots or other CC that tenacity yeah, works yeah, on. Yeah. So I would have assumed that the knockup was 0.5 seconds. Apparently not, but that's just too small an amount of time for us to be able to perceive. Why they didn't just put it in line with everything else and make it 0.5? I don't fucking know. Riot does, Riot is as Riot does. I don't know. They're, they're weird. The yeah. mana regen will help. You get to spam more Qs and block more things and jump to your allies. It's, it's a good time. Uh, the base mana regen is going from six to seven. That might not sound like much, but proportionally, that that's a fair bit. It'll feel a lot better. You won't be running Oom by level two on Braum. 16% buff. Woo. Woo. I just Thank you checked for doing the math because... on that because I didn't feel like doing it. <laughs> it's half of 33. I just yeah, checked something I didn't feel like doing it. <laughs> because I thought it might have also been like a super short, but no, even Silas's E knockup is 0.5 seconds. So like... God damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that, crazy. That's that why was I was taken shorter. aback that it was 0.3 because that just, I think that was the shortest knockup in the game. So, and now struggling to think of any shorter knockup, and the only one I can yeah. think of would be Silas E, and I'm like, it's already 0.5? No, all right. I mean, that yeah, might the only now be the shortest. The only knockup I can think of is my pregnancy. <clears throat> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Hey, I, I, we'll, I we'll try again later. <laughs> okay, so Kiana. Uh, similar buffs to Braum. Not the big ulti knockback getting changed, but base mana and mana growth, same thing. They want her to be slightly more forgiving in those very punishing ranged matchups. You, she, they want you to have more of a chance to actually do something before you run completely oom and get pushed in and just sit under tower until you get the chance to back or you just die. So base mana going up by 50 from 325 to 375. That's pretty nice early game. I don't know what her mana costs are like because I don't fucking play her, but that seems like a lot. The mana growth going from 50 to 60, I feel like is slightly less impactful because I assume somewhere in your build you're going to have any amount of mana. That might be wrong. I don't know, but both feel a lot better, especially in the early lane phase. Now, so the last I, one... Sorry, I decided to look it up. Her okay. Q has a 35 mana cost. Her W has a 25 to 45 mana cost. Her E is the most expensive one at 40 to 60, and then the standard 100 mana for ult. So I don't understand how she's having mana problems. This is probably an extra spell or two, give or take, in laning phase. She so is. This is like an extra spell at level one, and then like yeah. by level five, it's two extra spells. That's why it's... I'm saying an extra spell or two during laning phase. <laughs> yeah, I know the she does one... tend to be a bit of a spammer to like clear yes. waves, mm -hmm. especially if she's behind, so. Yes. Um. So, Azir is not the only patch notes perennial back in here. Uh, we're going to be skipping a couple, but feel free to look them up yourself. Um, the one I'm going to be talking about is Briar. So, she is, of course, doing way too much, as usual, because, surprise, surprise, we mentioned it last patch, they didn't change the part of her kit that needed to be changed. Jax, would you like to remind us what we said that was? 
the fact that her E is an unstoppable ability that applies CC and damage reduction so she can just tank any CC that she wants with her E and be nigh unpeelable. And did they change that this time? Nope. Although, to be <laughs> fair, they did both reduce the damage reduction on it and reduce the healing it gives her. They did, but they didn't take care of the problem, which means we will see her back in here next week. Next week? Uh, next month. Next time. Yeah. Next month. Next month. So her base armor is going down. She'll be less tanky. Uh, 32 to 30. Attack speed ratio is actually going up. 0. 644 to 0. 0.669. Nice. nice. So attack speed builds going to feel just a little bit nicer on her. All right. Let me give the context on that one. Okay. With Stridebreaker, she should have roughly the same attack speed she did before. They nerfed the attack speed on Blood Frenzy a little bit, so this is intended to reduce the attack speed on Lethality builds. They are trying to target Lethality builds specifically with these changes. Because she is way, way too snowbally with the Lethality builds. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, Q, Head Rush. Uh, the damage is being nerfed at later ranks from scaling from 60 to 200 down to 60 to 180. Does this matter a whole lot? I don't think so, but whatever. There's a lot of small nerfs here, so maybe they'll add up to her not being quite so oppressive in the jungle. You know, she's like a rabid dog. She she bites onto you and she doesn't let go until you're dead. Maybe there's a chance that you kill her first now since her damage is going down and her resistance is going down. Maybe, maybe. I make no promises. Um, The W Blood Frenzy, the bonus attack speed is going down. This is probably why the attack speed ratio went up uh, from 60 to 120% is what it was. It's down from... 5% at all ranks, scaling from 55 to 115%. The Chilling Scream, the E, damage reduction, down from 40% to 35%. Thank God. I don't think that's enough, but at least they've noticed that, hey, maybe maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe. Clearly, they haven't identified it as the primary source of the problem, but whatever. The healing on it is also going to be going down. It used to scale from 10 to 16% of maximum health. Now it's scaling from 9 to 13% of maximum health. Again, I don't think that matters. Uh, the R, certain death. So every ability except her passive is getting touched this patch again. The damage <laughs> is actually... Okay, the, <laughs> so, yeah. the lethality builds are going to be weaker with this. The uh, the base damage is going up, but the scaling damage is going down. So it used to be 150 scaling to 450. It is now 200 to 550, so up 50 at all ranks. Uh, with It used to be 75% bonus AD. It is now 50% bonus AD. And 110% AP is now up to 120% AP. Are we building AP on her? Please, for the love of God, no. Please don't, but that's you're, you're missing the most important part of this change, and this is part of why these are targeting lethality builds so hard. Her ult now does magic damage, not physical damage. Oh, I did miss Ooh. that. Good catch. Yes. Yeah. No, that... Pff, 
That's a big nerf to the lethality build. Help. So now not only does it not scale nearly as well with your bonus AD, it also doesn't get any scaling from your lethality, which is why they were probably comfortable buffing the base damage on it. Yep. L let me tell you guys the secret Briar tech that you're going to be seeing next patch when streamers start I already saw Jack streaming with it. You saw me playing it. Uh, Navori Quick Blades into like Sterics and other Bruisery type items afterwards. Death Dance, that kind of stuff. Quick Blades basically means by the time your W expires, it is back up. Whee! You can just stun people and uh, heal constantly. Quick Blades is the single biggest healing increase item you can buy on her. That is how silly it is. Add a Spirit Visage to it later, and uh, I think you're all set with all the healing you could possibly want. Potentially, In yes. the right like, circumstances. It's to the point, one of the, one of the mistakes I made that game was thinking that I should go a Blade of the Ruined King for killing people, and I should have just built Bruiser yeah. after that. Anyway, that's Briar. We'll see her again next month when they figure out, oh, she's still just as disgusting as ever because we didn't actually hit the things that matter. She's just super stat checky. Like, as a jungler, Briar is a nightmare because she can literally just ward your camps and just if you go to clear a camp, ult your ass. Yeah. And you're dead because she wins almost every 1v1 against almost anyone unless she's massively behind them. All right. Free, want to tell us about Zeri? Sure, the other one of the other perennial, um, yeah, you know, patch note champions. Uh, Zara is getting buffed again, which, to be fair, she needs. She is <clears throat> garbage currently. Um, if I may, just um, for context, the only perennial patch note reciter that we didn't cover is Cassante. If you're interested, go read up on him yourself. I'm sick of talking about him. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I'm going to cover the base stats second because I think it's the bigger change. Uh, her W, Ultra Shock Laser, um, damage just went up by flat 10 at all ranks. It's a, just a small tap. Feels good. The bigger change, uh, her base stats, her AD growth went from 1.3 to 2. So, that's a lot. She's, Zara's going to be hitting a bit harder in the later game. Now, like... Just a wee bit. Like, it is still, like, base AD, and if you're going crit, it's like, you're not augmenting your base AD much, but it's, this is still going to help her out. Like, it, and I think it is, you know, not touching her early game is good. Her early game is trash, and that's kind of where it has to yeah. be. I mean, the way to look at a buff like this is, like, at level 10, she has seven more AD than she had before. For every single cast of Q, every single W, that shit adds up. Oh, yeah. It adds up a lot. And I forget how, like, again, I always forget exactly how the, like, AD uh, interacts with her Q, with it being seven bullets. Um, it's she, it's she just does a percentage of the total damage of the ability, because I think the AD ratio scales with ranks. Okay, that makes uh, sense. So it's just like a seventh of whatever the total damage of the ability is per bullet. Gotcha. Or a third if you're in ult form. So just yep. for context for anyone looking to do the math, uh, that's about 12 AD at level 18. Base AD. Yep. Not bonus. So that means that it'll scale any sort of uh, sheen effect, for example. It doesn't matter, but... 
don't build, don't sheen, build on her. sheen on her. She can't use but it anymore. But that little bit of AD yep. will be nice. All yeah, right. It does add up. I think that's enough time covering the, the patch. We've spent half the episode on it. Let's get to some listener questions. Our first question tonight comes from Colin, who writes, Hey, I'm new to the podcast. I'm in gold two. I'm a mid main playing in plat four elo, and I still haven't learned proper wave control. Do you have any tips on what I should be looking for? So mid lane wave control is weird because there are two answers and both are like almost always yeah. correct. Basically you either want to create a wave to crash so you can roam or you want to just shove waves constantly and fight as much as you can and just have windows. It's mid lane's weird because it's such a short lane. You can't stack waves like the you other can option is, of course, lanes. to sit under your tower and farm safely if they have kill threat on you, or you think the jungler's nearby. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. Yeah, like freezing lane barely yeah, exists. You can in do mid. it for one or two yeah, waves at most. Lane. It's nice, but yeah, like basically to stall for your yeah. jungler to show up. Yeah, a freezing wave just turns into a slow push and yeah. crash. Like freezes one wave and then the next wave is a slow push so it's really just crash. about making sure that you get that crash and make use of it either you're getting tower damage you're going in getting vision in their jungle you're roaming you're disappearing off the map to make them think you're roaming do something with that time mm -hmm. yeah and and to be clear there's nothing about mid lane that makes freezing inherently not function the minions won't just like break a freeze on their own it's more that Mid lane champions tend to have the tools to actually break a freeze Most from relative safety because mid lane champions tend to be ranged. And because it is a short lane, it's harder to maintain that freeze. Yeah. It can be done. I've seen it done. Uh, you have to usually pull the waves off to the side away from the turret yeah. to buy time. It's just harder but and not really worth if you're, much. If you're against a melee champion, sometimes freezing can be correct. But most mages, it's not worth trying to freeze against them unless you're literally walking past the wave to kill them, at which point it doesn't matter what yeah. you do with the minions anymore. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question two. I'm also wondering what champions I should be playing. I really only have one Ew, main, and that's Yasuo. He's gotten up to where I am, but still hard countered by champions like Asol and Swain. I think he's going to be stronger in the new, coming new season changes, but until then, I think he's rather weak at this point in time. So, um, A, Yasuo's no. not weak right now. But B, and more importantly, if your team does not have any knockups, you should not be playing Yasuo. Because you're fine in the 1v1s, but it's really hard to teamfight when you can't prime a Q3 and no one can give you a knockup for your ult. Now, that aside, let, let's assume that it's not incorrect to play Yasuo. Having a few other options is nice, especially because Yasuo is a common ban. Not to mention, he's picked in yes. other lanes, so he could be picked away from you by up to three people on the enemy team and up to two other people on your team. So the odds of you getting him every single game? Not super duper high. So perhaps look at having yep. a couple more picks that play similarly, such as, I don't know, Yone? If you're gonna play a windshitter, might as well play both, right? They're they're the same champion, Jax. Huh. Don't give me that. They're the same champion. <laughs> Yone is Yasuo, but with slightly lower damage, no wind wall, and way more personal. Exactly. Agency. So better Yasuo. Uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. And banned about twice as much. 
No. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Yasuo more. has a 17%. Okay. Yone has a 30%. But having access to both is high. a good idea. Okay. I take that back. I just realized why Yone is that high. It's because oh, Yone true. top has been a thing since yeah. Zay yep. just popped but, off on yep. it. My point stands, get yep. a couple more champions in that pool that play similarly, and then also have a champion or two <clears> that <throat> you know how to play that fills a certain role. Like, for example, having wave clear on your team is typically the mid laner's responsibility to provide yasuo does not provide any amount of safe wave clear and if your team does not have it anywhere else and your team falls behind you are screwed it's the same reason why fizz is not always a fantastic pick so having somebody who can provide yep. some amount of safe wave clear is going to be very valuable there are assassins that can do it but typically this is a mage Having something like that in your wheelhouse could be very good. Yep. I would also say, like, I don't necessarily agree with your Asol and Swain callouts as what you're getting hard countered by. That might be a Yeah, like, I block, get hard countered by Silas, for example. Doesn't matter who I'm playing. Yes. But learning the champion that you personally think is the hardest matchup as your champion generally a good idea because then it fits picked away from you you have your comfortable Play Isol, it's great uh <laughs> my advice if so my advice is to keep jamming yasuo because yasuo is hard to play if you're getting up to gold playing yasuo you're probably good in, you're on track to keep playing yasuo and get good enough with him to yeah. go higher i'm not saying abandon um, him my advice would Right. <clears throat> My advice would be to ban Asol <laughs> and just keep playing Yasuo. Asol is miserable for Yasuo to play against. Um, um, it's, yeah, it's not I great. Just, <laughs> I think having a few other champions in your pocket would be valuable. Um, if you yeah. want something that counters specifically Asol, either assassins that can get in and out very quickly and farm from range, which Yasuo kind of can't, or poke mages. Pick up Velkaz, Lux, Zareth, somebody who can just say, hey, you're going to try and E and Q the wave? Nah, you're going to take half your health for that. You want to counter Aesol, play Vagar. <laughs> yeah. You provide um, the same level of fuck you scaling, and Aesol's a yeah. free lane for Vagar. And Vagar actually provides kill threat against Aesol if Aesol ever even yep. slightly missteps. Same with Syndra is another good pick. I feel like, um... Syndra's just generically overpowered. I'm actually shocked she wasn't nerfed in this patch. Is she? She's ridiculous. I feel like she's fine. Oh my fucking god. This Every sucks. single game I see a Syndra in, it doesn't even matter if she goes 0-3, she gets a couple kills and it goes godlike because her ult just one-shots people now because of the way mm -hmm. it works with the execute on it. Yeah. Um, her win rate <clears> is 50%. Yeah, uh... 50.46. That, that's really high for Syndra. That's really high for Syndra. So her, her pick rate is pretty high too right now, actually. Like yeah. I've been playing her a fair bit, and she's 10%. she's it's fine. High for, it, it it's high it's high for Syndra. Her issue um, is the same as it always Syndra's has been. Her not... her e cool cooldown is too long. Yeah. Uh, um. But yeah, I, I I agree that you should pick up another champion. I think probably Fizz would be the most like Yasuo. I was to gonna pick say up. Echo. Cause like, not not necessarily Echo because works. of the similarities, 
but because they have a fair amount of similarity and it gives you access to the things that I described that you aren't getting from Yasuo, such as safe wave clear. And an AP option. Uh, so, the first one I thought thought of was actually Akali, but Akali's banned yeah. more than Yasuo, so uh, <laughs> Echo's basically yeah, never banned. I think Echo is so, a good fallback um, a good, and kind of hits call. everything we talked about. Yeah. Yep. Alright. Let's move on to our next set of listener questions. Uh, this has come from Ben, who writes, Hello, beautiful podcasters. This season, for the first time, I made it to my goal of Gold 4. With the changes in Ranked of adding Emerald, there's been a lot of talk about how ranking up to Plat is easier, Gold is new Silver, Silver is new Bronze, etc. Since y'all have been playing at this ELO for a while, what are your opinions? Has it been any easier or harder to hit higher ranks this season? <sighs> I'm happy with reaching my goal and not looking for any validation or anything. Just curious as to your opinions. Something is weird with matchmaking. I don't yes. know what it is. Jax detailed it last time. Um... I I, I detailed it last week. What's weird with matchmaking is there are way, 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 way too many Fresh 30 accounts fucking everything up in gold and platinum. That's probably it. Like, that's what it seems to be, because I was literally playing a game uh, today with a bronze 2 in the game, and most of the lobby was, like, gold 3 or 4 and a few silvers, but there was this bronze 2 sitting there. And they were not a smurf. Like, they had a 50% win rate in six games. In six games is the big big point, though. Like, it, it seems like it's somebody who's level 30 and was like, I better play some rank to try to get to gold to get a to get the skin. I think that's what it is. Uh, the problem... The, the problem with that... So it feels like gold is... Like, low gold is now the where silver was, where you get a yeah. bunch of people... Low gold, high silver, in or that right MMR, there? <clears throat> yeah, it used to be just high silver you'd have this problem. Now it's yeah. in low gold as well, which is Even just getting annoying. into gold, like, um, now now that I'm in gold, the games are even just that little bit less fucked. Not a lot, but it's oh, noticeable shit. enough going from high silver to low gold. Yeah, I'm not sure what's up with matchmaking now at all, because, like, so not only am I getting random bronzes, I am also getting obvious yeah. smurfs in my game. And by obvious smurf, I mean... So, sometimes a smurf is hard, hard to tell, like, um, maybe they have, like, a only a 50% or 60% win rate, where it's like, oh, it's, it's just a normal yeah. win rate Like, for if it's me person. on my smurf, it's pretty hard to tell it's <clears throat> my smurf, because I'm playing off-roll, so it's... I'm not playing at the same yeah. scale as I normally would be. Exactly. Not even close. Yeah. But instead, no, the Smurfs I get are the ones that have barcode yeah. names. So if you don't know, uh, a, a name that has only L's and lowercase L's and pipes, looks like a bunch of vertical lines in some random configuration, that's called a barcode name, and people use that to disguise who they are. Like, yep. Um, I don't want to, uh, no negativity for this because he was playing double up with with Ray, but I played against Disguised Toast, and he had a barcode name to disguise the fact that he was Disguised Toast, because he's pretty good at TFT. <laughs> uh, and that was a very fun, amusing uh, time to play against barcode, but usually I'm, I'm seeing barcodes in my ranked games, and it's like, why 
are they here? Why are they not in Smurf queue? Get out the of fact, my games. <laughs> the fact that there isn't even technically a Smurf queue. There should be. Riot, for actually, there shouldn't be. Riot, you've clearly identified that these are Smurfs. You've shown the capability to identify Smurfs. Fucking ban them. Mm-hmm. Like, the Smurfs right. that we're talking about are not like me or Jax on our Smurf accounts fucking just playing off roll, whatever. It's the people who are diamond, climbing an account to gold, selling it. Ban yes. those Smurfs so because it's clear they can the... identify them. And, and not just that, but it's also these accounts are no. not leveled by people. The level, the the path to 30 for a new player, if you try to play anything other than pure bot games, is yeah. hell. The bot games are not fun because they're filled yeah. with bots on your team. But you're also against bots on the enemy team, so the level of frustration is much lower. If you try to play a PvP game before you are level 30 right now, it is a very high likelihood that one or more players on each team are not actually being piloted by a human being. They are being piloted by a bot because people bought these accounts 230 so they can sell them. Yeah. This is the reason I never leveled a Smurf account. It's because when I decided I wanted to try to do it, it was when this was happening, I was like, well, too late. Yeah, the barcode I played against has 12 games in ranked and a 66.7 win rate as a bronze two. They were not bronze yeah. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they were very obviously not not that low. So Riot, you can yeah. identify them. Fucking yeah. do that, something that's what about I, it, please. And that's what I mean by obvious Smurf. Like it's hard to tell a lot of the times, but like the obvious ones are really obvious. So I don't know what's going on with matchmaking right now, but I do know that in the past it used to be the entirety of silver that had this problem. Now it's silver yeah. and low gold. <laughs> Yep. So, so yay. <laughs> that's all right. L- let me explain briefly again. I know I've covered this. What they actually changed when they added Emerald. Silver four, basically the same. Yeah. Emerald one, old plat one. Mm-hmm. Everything in between has been spread out a bit to make up for there being four more divisions than there used to be. So yeah. gold four under the new system is roughly silver one under the old system. Platform under the new system is roughly gold two under the new system under the old system. Yeah. Uh, Emerald uh four is roughly plat three under the old system. Yeah. Yeah. It's not exact, but that's more or less where shit. So lands. if you make it to gold yeah. now, you basically made it to gold in the old system. Like you're one division off whoopty fucking yes. do. That's correct. Like as far as I'm concerned, you made and gold. Having played a long time in gold four and the old system, there is no, no difference no, between silver one and gold four in skill. Those games are a fucking yep. coin flip every it's, time. Uh, oh, yep. we're winning, but our Yone decided to int top lane for no reason and then rage quit because we were winning, <clears throat> but he wasn't the one mm-hmm. carrying. Thanks, buddy. I, I made maintain... division where it's hard for one person to win the game, but easy yeah, for one exactly. person to lose the game. I'm yep. yeah. I, I maintain that one of the best ways to climb out of high silver into low gold is to not give up. 
because yeah, I never yes, surrender. The other team will throw the game. You just have to be ready to catch Jack it. Jack surrenders a lot in those games. I'm like, like no, fuck you. <laughs> I want to try. This is ranked. <laughs> it, it depends. I surrender when our teammates are losing their minds, and I just want to That's escape fair. the people. It's still um, ranked for me, so I still when try. When the game is going poorly and no one is being an asshole about it. They're just, like, regular upset because it's a bad game. Nah, I ain't surrendering that shit. I had a game today. I was on Nocturne, and I was <clears throat> doing Nocturne things, doing pretty well. Um, I was mildly ahead of the enemy Kane jungler, which was impressive because I got double scuttled. But um, our set started complaining about my jungling, and I'm like, why? And he's like, you never ganked. I'm like, I okay, A, I did. B, I ganked other lanes. C... You were overextended the entire laning phase, so yeah, I didn't gank you. Yeah, duh. To revisit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he was just he was just bitching all over the place, and it was really great because the Morgana had my back, and uh, we had a, a Caitlyn on the team who was doing lethality, Caitlyn, because yeah. reasons. But doesn't matter. All all it, all it, all it happened. We were mildly behind, but at one team fight, all I did was keep the enemy team off of the Caitlyn. And we won. <laughs> just that's, that's just all you to have revisit to do. <laughs> a topic from a few say... episodes ago. Understand the play patterns of the other lanes around you. So don't fucking flame people. Don't don't flame your jungler for not coming to your lane. If you haven't examined, hey, maybe there's possibly a reason that he didn't come to my lane. Was I overextended? Was it a good gank? Does the enemy champion have an easy out? Do we lose that two v two really hard? Was he busy ganking elsewhere? Don't fucking flame people if you haven't at least attempted to... Actually, you know, just don't fucking flame people. And End of story. But at the very least, don't get frustrated yes. with them without trying to understand their thought process because they definitely have one, even if it doesn't make sense to you. Go ahead, Free. They... Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, and like... It is actually one of those, like, small moments of, like, camaraderie. Like, when you're in Crush's position and, like, someone starts flaming you and then another person you Stands don't know on you? the team, like, you, you weren't yeah. cute with this Morgana, and they're like, hey, no, actually, they yeah. were helping out down here. Like, if you see that in your games where, like, you know, someone's yeah. flaming your jungler, like, take this t second to be like, actually, no, like, you're wrong. Yeah. They were ganking me and, like, we're getting yeah, it across feels so the map. Good. Like, that helps people. That reduces the chance of having two yep. tilted people on your team. Yes, and yep. th and that's the key there is the person who's raging is then just going to call you their duo. Yeah, it was actually really funny. Instead. I was playing an ARAM of all things um, and <laughs> someone was flaming uh, somebody on our team for building some item and ba oh, I, I remember what it was. Uh, they had built Leandri's on MF, but went full AD other than that, right? So it's Leandri's full AD. This is a build I see often enough on Summoner's Rift, especially on support, but not a ton in ARAM, unless you're going double dots into Collector. That I see on ARAM a fair bit. But this person was basically just flaming the MF for going AP MF. I'm like, are you dumb? Are you high? She has three AD items in a Leandri's. Try again. And they're like, okay, you go ahead and uh, white knight for your duo. Go ahead and white knight for your wife. And I'm like, I'm literally duoed here with my girlfriend who is on the thresh. <laughs> that is who I'm here with. I don't know this person. You're just being an idiot. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right. 
exactly. Let's okay. get to Ben's other question. Sure. Because it is a follow-up on what we discussed previously. So Ben writes, I also wanted Ooh. to comment on a question you answered about if it's ever correct to not take an inhib. From my perspective, it's better to focus on learning how to play correctly around a down inhib than worry about whether taking it was right or not. If taking the inhib means they got tons of farm without you being able to progress your lead, you probably misplayed around the map. What do you guys think? I generally don't disagree with a couple of specific exceptions, like don't take an inhib early against a Nasus or a KO because you're skipping <laughs> their scaling late game solution, a free lane to sit safely and scale. Yeah. Uh, Again, I, my answer is the same as last time. If you take an inhib, do something with the pressure. If you fail to do yeah. that, yes. you fucked up. That's on you. But basically what that lane does is it forces somebody to be sitting there. If it's early game, they have to be there full time. If it's mid to late game, they're there long enough to clear the wave and then they can briefly rejoin before having to back off. If you can't do anything with that pressure, that's on you because it's basically a power play. Think hockey or any other sport that has penalty boxes or whatever. You're getting a 5v4 on the map, okay? Fucking use it. If you can't do anything with that, that's on you. Yeah. The only times I've really seen... So, I was the one that was mostly talking about how, how you may not want to take an inhibitor. The times that I've seen taking an inhibitor backfire is, like, you take it early in the game. Yeah. Like, 16 to 20 minutes is, like, the, the cutoff. And yep. you are a split pusher that you took the inhibitor, and then you went to the other side lane and kept pushing that one. And didn't take the inhibitor on that lane. And didn't get into... Uh, it doesn't matter whether you got objectives, neutral objectives off this. But basically, uh, if you are a split pusher and you just went to the other side lane, it can't... That's the time that I've seen the error. Um, because you actually don't want to take the inhibitor in that case. You want to take the tower to get the gold and then switch to the other side lane, get all the gold from that one, and yep. then take the inhibitor. And one of the big reasons for that is <clears throat> in that like 16 to 20 minute window, does not really big objectives to fight over and your mid laner and AD carry are still scaling and now they both have to basically fight over lane farm in the same lane if you go then and push the yeah. other sideline of like that leaves just mid farm for ADC yep. and mid laner which is not great in solo queue because oh, yeah. it's people aren't going to play around that so it's like after 20 minutes take the inhib but it's that pre twenty minute area of like you like you get a really good push with a rift herald is typically when this is gonna happen, um, yeah, yeah, because um, right. there's there's nothing to take as you said there's no objectives like second or third dragon it's not soul there's no baron there's not much to get um, the other <laughs> you mentioned taking farm and yeah yeah that happens. That happens enough without screwing the map over by taking a side lane inhibitor like that, where <laughs> taking the inhibitor just makes it even worse. Had an 06 NAR ceiling farm from me. I was like, yeah. really, dude? <laughs> All right, sure. All right, let's 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 get one more question in to wrap up this uh, episode. This one comes from Triffin. I thought we were going to say it funny, uh, Trifan. Since he included the pronunciation, provided a pronunciation, <laughs> a pronunciation guide. When you provide a pronunciation guide, <laughs> I'm sorry, Triffin. I tried. 
Uh, I'm just an asshole. We don't intentionally mispronounce people's names, Slushy. God. Rude. I so intentionally rude. mispronounce All my right. mother's name anytime she misgenders me. Well, okay, like that's that's that's, that's a for totally a different, different Tommy. <laughs> that's for a different right. reason. Let's get to the actual question. I'd be curious to hear what you guys think are the worst, most lopsided lane matchups you have ever seen or experienced. I have seen some really bad ones in the past, like Fizz versus Karthus mid, a matchup so grossly one-sided it might have single-handedly driven Karthus out of mid lane back in the day. But the worst I have seen recently has to be Rel versus Poppy in support. Poppy W just turns off Rel's entire engagement. Without it, she does nothing. It's brutal. I can think okay, of a few. So... Rel does still get to use her Q as a poke tool, technically. But yes, that's pretty brutal. The worst one I can think of immediately off the top of my head is Auction versus literally any AD carry in bot. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. Don't play it. Um, it's only bad. Action Bot. I, no. have a, I have a classic I one. Your face. Which is the um, Ash MF versus Zyra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's no longer true, but it was very Correct. true um, back in another... the day. Couple uh, in the bottom lane, we've seen this uh, put on display at Worlds recently, and that was Lissandra and Turrican. Makes Turrican basically useless. <laughs> yep. uh, the other one that I talk about a fair bit because I play so much Oriana is the Echo matchup. Because you can't do jack shit. You literally can't. It is completely unplayable unless the Echo is literal dog water and doesn't know how to use any of his abilities. Even if he just knows how to use his E, the matchup is un unplayable. E and ulti. Alright, so... I think it's funny that Triffin highlighted an old Fizz versus Karthus matchup, because I think Fizz has some yeah. of the most one-sided matchups in both directions. Yup. Um, <laughs> There's a reason I don't see many Fizzes. Well... <laughs> Fizz absolutely curb stomps some champions. Like, what is Vagar or other immobile mages supposed to do against a Fizz? They yep. die anytime he hits Shark. It's free as fuck. Mm -hmm. um, and they can't stop him because he control pull their skill shot CC. Um, similarly, what is Fizz ever supposed to do against Vladimir? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing. I've played. I've played that match back I, when Fizz top and Vladimir top were both a thing at the same time. Like, I think that's even I more one-sided mid lane though, because they're both the building Fizz full damage. Yep. So yep. in top lane, Vladimir is usually a phase rush build. He's got like Ghost Flash. Um, Fizz can at least yeah. like farm. In mid lane. If you're doing this matchup, and to be clear, like, Vladimir should frequently still be going Ghost Flash and taking Phase Rush in mid, but in the Fizz matchup, nah. You take Electrocute, you take Ignite. If Fizz Q's in on you, you just immediately hit Q on him. When he puts the troll pole up, cool. You hit your E, charge it up while you're not able to hurt him anyway, and hit him with a full power E at the end. Um, and you can W the Shark every single time you do not have to react to it because if it attaches to you and you w it still doesn't hit you as long as you don't w too early like if you w the exact same moment that it attaches to you you w expire first yeah and you're a bad flat either w but. it hitting you or w it coming out of the ground you have it you have a choice you can do either you can 
but you're giving me yeah. flashbacks to like the season three i can't remember what game it was but it was a pro game where someone mistimed azonia's on the face shark um yeah i don't usually pull suggestions from chat but chat does have one thank you mike for this one it's a classic ranging back since the champion came out it is aurelia into nar it worked with old aurelia and it still works today it is unplayable for the nar yes crash I have the best one. Though. Oh, like, oh no! It's I know what. So it, I, yeah. You play Lucian against yeah. Gangplank. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> the, you the know, Lucian top is legitimately a valid answer. <laughs> yep. So yeah, <laughs> got it. If you guys weren't aware, the whole Lucian top meme came around initially because of specifically Lucian as a counter, and more specifically to because people were playing it outside of that matchup without understanding why it was strong in top lane in that matchup rather than just thinking it's strong in every matchup. They, they just play him generically without understanding yep. it. It's the same issue as that MF counter pick we brought up earlier. That was strong as a support yep. in that matchup only. And the same is true for the Lucian top yep. and to Gangplank. Please, <clears throat> you know, actually no, play Lucian top against me. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> so she wants to lose I said games. against you me. Again. I said against shout me, to... not on my team. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 what Crush is saying. Yeah, shout out to uh, Lucian Top. Lucian Top's just, just going just to lose destroy Lucian you. If and your push name isn't your Hooney, yep. your Lucian Top is probably not good enough to actually <laughs> win you the game against me because you are never going to be in range to hit me with Lucian. Uh, also, <laughs> shout out to Yasuo and Tanar where you just yeah, delete his boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that. This has been episode 411 of the Forwards Podcast. I've been Jack Soman for Crush You, for Slushy Otter, and for Free Shooter. Twitch.tv slash Jack Soman. He streamed the podcast for once. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Forwards Podcast, part of the Trendy Force Network. If you'd like to leave questions or feedback for the crew, send us an email at forwards at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at 4 Podcast with the number 4. Finally, you can also find us at 4 If you'd like to check out all the other great podcasts that are part of the network, head on over to trinityforcenetwork.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next time with more ways to help you move forward in League.